This is New Hampshire's home for sports on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. Well, we've heard the whistle. It's time for the second half. Take it away, Nick Anastas. Thank you, Tim. Just underway here, third quarter. Portsmouth with a 36-25 lead over Merrimack and free throws coming from the Clipper Jr., Cody Graham, who came in 11 points shy of 1,000 in his career. Been a starter since he walked on onto campus as a freshman and got another point here with his first free throw. Six now for Cody, which means he sits at 995 all time. Make it 996, gets a roll there. Portsmouth with their largest lead, 38-25. They come out, get the ball early to Graham on an alley-oop. He got fouled in midair and then drained both his free throws. Meanwhile, a turnover by the Tomahawks. De Gregorio throws it into the backcourt. McKillop turned his head and had to chase it down for the violation. Merrimack, well, they were within one after one, 20-19. We had a back-and-forth first quarter. But the Portsmouth defense really smothering the Tomahawks, limiting them to just three field goals in the second quarter, six points. Able to build now their lead up to 13, 38-25, 30 seconds into this third quarter. Portsmouth with it right to left. Merrimack in a loose man-to-man. Coach Mulvey waving his right hand, orchestrating the offense from the Clipper sideline. High post, here's Joey Glenn, the game's leading scorer with 14 points. Looks back door to Graham, kicks it near corner, Pete... Picks it up, fires, three is off the target, and a foul on the weak side is going to come on the rebound. It's a push on hey, Merrimax, Cummings. Ian Cummings, yep. Cummings, his second, team second already. And the Clippers will get it again here on the far baseline with a 38-25 lead. Merrimack at 9-2 on the season. We're going to be the first to knock off Portsmouth. The Clippers come in still undefeated. And now a block inside. Tavares had it sent it back by Ploss. But the weak, weak uh, oh, rebound is there to Graham. Then he's blocked. Then Glenn is blocked from behind. And then Pete goes up. Air ball. Glenn is going to sweep it up and put it in for two. Well, three straight rejections from the Merrimack defense. But ultimately, it's another Clipper basket, 40-25. to 25. And a 15-point deficit to show for it. I thought those three blocks were going to give him some energy, and Portsmouth just stayed right with it. 40-25. to 25. Inside Lachance, up top for Ploss. One dribble, free throw line, Jay. No good, back iron, rebound to Varis of Portsmouth. Into the front court, right to left, runs into Ploss. Ploss missing his pocket. Ploss left to right, and a finish. Woo! Pretty one. Off the glass with the right hand. Took it strong. Had a guy right in his hip. Thought he was going to send it downward. Pretty looking layup by Floss. It's the first field goal for the lanky junior. Who now has four points. 40-27. to 27. Merrimack needed the bucket. Meanwhile, Glenn wants the answer for Portsmouth straight away. No good from 17. Rebound coming to Merrimack. And a foul away from the ball. Who's going to come against Portsmouth? Christian Pete. He with. didn't like it. He didn't like it. He's jarring with the ref a little bit. But I think they found Mr. Pete. Pleading with the officials, but he basically threw Lech to the ground yeah. there. Trying to get in on the rebound. First team foul against Portsmouth, second on Pete. Clippers with a 40-27 lead. Merrimack looking for back-to-back -back buckets now as they head left to right into the front court. Ball screen, Cummings. Far side of the lane, leaves it far wing. With chance back middle, McKillop will swing it near side. Plossy pulls the trigger. Three on the way, no good back iron. High sky rebound, tipped once, twice. Tavares has it again for Portsmouth. 
Clippers right to left, two and a half gone, third quarter. Pete left his feet on the far wing and traveled. Well, I'm not sure what he's trying to do there, coach, but the 5'10 guard just left his feet and then saw that he had nobody open and landed, basically. Yeah. Coming up a three minutes sit in basketball. Stay on the ground unless you really got something. Cummings, crossover dribble. Banker is good give to sign, and that's got the Merrimack bench excited. I think the Tomahawks wanted a foul there. They'll take the two. Cummings with a dozen. The lead 11. Graham for three. Near side on the wing. It's too strong. For offensive rebound. Tavares back up and in. Or the sophomore is battling coach on the glass. Yeah, he does a little bit of everything for this team. Only a sophomore. Long, lanky, and very, very talented. Four points, five rebounds. Cummings at three. No good from the far wing for Merrimack. Rebound Portsmouth by their point guard. Sharp Parham. Into the front court, he comes with the left-hand dribble. Comes down the lane, leaves it up top for Graham. Graham weaves his way into the paint and is called for an offensive foul. He ran right into Dan McKillop, who came up from the backside to draw the charge. And again, a Portsmouth guard leaving their feet right there. And a nice, nice play by McKillop to come in and absorb the charge. First on Graham, two team fouls each way as we near the midway point, third quarter. Merrimack with the basketball down 13, 42 to 29. Good crowd here tonight in Merrimack. A lot of blue and white and a lot of students in the audience. Man-to-man -man defense from Portsmouth. Merrimack left to right. Into the post they go. Far side. McKillop fadeaway. Banker Very is nice. good. High off the glass. A sky hook. Bringing it back from the pass. Daniel McKillop with a jump hook. He's been able to score inside and out tonight. He's got 15 by my count. 42-31. Portsmouth's lead, which was once 15, down to 11 here. Four minutes to go, third quarter. Clippers want the answer right to left. Merrimack at a loose man to man. Glenn on a backdoor cut. <laughs> a right hand stop. Joey Glenn with a tomahawk. Send it down, son. Send it down. In traffic, able to cock it back. 18 now for Glenn, who's parking on the defensive end. 44 31. Portsmouth with the lead. Merrimack. Taking their time here with the basketball. Plus one dribble, frees himself up. Jay in and out, no good from the near elbow. Weak side rebound to Pete on the baseline. Portsmouth guard comes right to left into the front court. And now Graham is going to slow it down on the near wing. Now Graham is still exposed to the rim and flicks it in off the glass. Just went right by the defender, Joe DeGregorio. Graham now with nine. He's two points shy of a 1,000. And a timeout is called by Merrimack. As the Portsmouth lead has ballooned back up to 15, 46-31 with just over three minutes to go in this third quarter. And I watched Graham's, just then, Cody Graham's fellow backcourt mate, Sean Parham. I think he's sensing what's going on. He went over and gave him an extra high five right there, and I saw him flash a two, meaning two more to go, big fella. Pretty outstanding to be only a junior, Nick. Yeah. And uh, be looking at 1,000 points already in your career, yeah. huh? Yeah, he's been an exceptional athlete at Portsmouth. Starting quarterback, right. of course, and has put that offense on his shoulders, so to speak, in sure. the fall season. And then he comes and runs the show, basically, along with Sean Parham in the backcourt for the basketball team. And what, as a freshman, he almost hit a midcourt shot at the buzzer in the Division II championship against Bishop Brady. They come back the next year and get it done in Division II as a sophomore. And now at D1, he is leading the Clippers in scoring. And he's leading the club to an unbeaten start here. Looking for another one tonight in Merrimack, leading 46-31. And, you know, you say 46-31, and, yeah, that's a 15-point spread. And 
It just doesn't feel that way, but this team, this Portsmouth team, they just sneak up on you offensively, and they just scrap so much on D. That's why they're up 15. Three minutes remaining, third quarter. Merrimack ball out of the timeout. Cummings is trapped in the near corner. Looks for Ploss on a bounce pass. Underneath McKillop, and then DeGregorio <laughs> rejected by Glenn, and a foul is called. Glenn got a lot of basketball there with the right hand, but a little bit of body as well. I thought they make. I thought it might be goaltending. It looked like the rock was on its way down. Joey Glenn's showing some major ups. Six major. foot four. Yep, the bearded senior with his <laughs> second foul. And Di Gregorio has got a beard of his own. He's going to miss off the back iron. First of two for Merrimack. Tomahawks trail 46-31. One more for Di Gregorio has not scored yet. He's in the book now after sinking the second. One for two trip, 14-point game, 46-32. Inside of three minutes to go, third quarter. Portsmouth right to left, Merrimack. They're sticking with a man-to-man that's been the look defensively all night. Far side, Tavares open for a three, up and in. He was wide open there, and the sophomore drains it. He's got seven points. Catch, square up, triple threat. Beautiful stroke, nothing but net. Leads 17 now at 49-32, six unanswered by Portsmouth. Plus for three, up top, has the answer. Another junior showing a little emotion after nailing that one. Seven points, got it with the right hand, 49-35. Merrimack ends a 6-0 run. Portsmouth now awaiting the response with the basketball, slowing it down here as we head towards two minutes to go third quarter. Merrimack going to extend their defense to midcourt. Graham has the handle, he's two ports shy of 100, of 1,000 rather. Up top, Tavares, driving kick, has Parham. Parham now comes middle, slicing shot there, rejected. Parham stays with it near side, tries to keep it alive on the baseline. Now a whistle is called, and what's this? I think a foul is coming. I thought the ball hit the back of the backboard on that pass, but obviously not. I think it's a foul on the floor, as you pointed out, Nick. Well, still no explanation. Coach Goodrich now demanding one here at midcourt and having a word with the officials. I think you might have got it right first, Coach, because no foul was reported there. I think they blew it dead on the back of the basket there. It was last touched by Merrimack. If it hits the underside or the backside, it's out of bounds. So they're determining it hit the backside, I guess, in the Sportsmith ball. Meanwhile, Parham in the lane, a teardrop, no good, back iron, rebound, Cummings to Merrimack. He explodes left to right into the front court, now to the far baseline, pulls up the dribble on the block and is fouled here on the pass. No, a travel is called, yeah. It's good defense by Cody Graham. He really shut him off from all angles and made Ian Cummings just slide his pivot foot just a little bit, and the ref was right there on the spot. And just ran out of room, picked up the dribble and shuffled the feet. 49-35, Portsmouth ball with the lead, 90 seconds to go now, third quarter. And again, the Clippers going to space it here. Pete up top. Passes on an open look. Has Graham. Now it's Glenn flashes near side of the lane. Lost it. Bobbles it. Recovers near corner. Back to Graham. Up top to Parham. Parham left hand dribble into the lane. Right hand shot off target. And a rebound off the backboard for Merrimack's Ploss on the weak side. Tomox get the stop they want. Can they convert now? Down 14. Left to right. Ploss into the front court. Left hand dribble down the lane. Left hand shot. Oh. No good. Too strong. DiGregorio. One dribble, it. back up, off the glass for two. First field goal for Joe DiGregorio, and that's going to lead to the first timeout by Portsmouth. Yeah, Coach, Mul Coach Mulvey not too happy right there with his interior defense. They had completely broke down and let DiGregorio get in there and finish with a big bucket. So 
So 49-37. Five unanswered by the Tomahawks after Portsmouth had sprung six points unanswered on Merrimack. So 49-37. A game of many runs at least so far in this third quarter. To recap, first quarter very competitive. Just a one-point difference after one with Portsmouth ahead 20-19. Second quarter is when the Clippers made their move. Defense holding Merrimack to just three field goals. They were up double digits in halftime, 36-25. The lead stretched to as many as 17 here in this third quarter. But Merrimack has scored the last five and are back within a dozen, 49-37 with less than a minute to go in this third quarter. And I think this is a spot in the game, and Coach Goodrich is telling them, look, at, it was 17. It was looking like a major blow. We got it to a dozen. Now we, our next goal is to get it inside of 10, get it on single digits, and then anything can happen down the stretch. They've got to get this lead from a dozen inside of single digits in the next three, three to four possessions. Yeah, the story on offense tonight for Portsmouth has been Joey Glenn, 18 points. Wow. I've got him at least for nine rebounds. Merrimack has seen 15 from Dan McKillop. Ian Cummings with 12. The Portsmouth junior, of course, Cody Graham, 1,000 points now within his grasp. He's too short all time with 998, including tonight's nine points all right 49 37 Portsmouth ball holding for one it looks like they're really spreading the court out right here yeah we saw them do it at the end of the first half where they really bled about 30 seconds off the clock this time it's going to be more like 40 seconds oh my 30 to go now and again Christian Pete standing deep on the far wing with the ball on his left hip Tomahawk fans don't like it. Down to 20 seconds. Parham's going to take the handoff. Again, no shot clock in high school basketball in the state of New Hampshire. 10 seconds. Now the offense springs to life. Near side, it's Graham. Graham guarded by DiGregorio. Puts it on the deck with five to go. Steps into a fadeaway two. It's short. Ball tip near side. Back to Pete. Fires a fadeaway three and got it at the buzzer. Two times he's done it tonight. Two times at the buzzer. He hit a three at the end of the first. He hits a three at the end of the third. Eight points for Pete. Portsmouth with now a 15-point lead at 52-37. Back to Merrimack in a moment. You're listening to coverage of our FNL Winter Game of the Week. It's presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers, and it's right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in at ESPNNHradio.com. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29, and thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst. And the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big brother believed in me. And to a seven-year-old... That means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil. And Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. If you're a homeowner facing foreclosure and a so-called loan modification expert asks you for an upfront payment, run and run fast. Be aware of promises that can't be kept, like, I guarantee to save your home. We can significantly lower your mortgage payment. Protect yourself from foreclosure scams. Assistance from a HUD-approved housing counselor is your assurance that the information is trustworthy and it's free. Visit www.hud.gov fairhousing. A message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Recapping a one-point game after one, an 11-point game after two, a 15-point game after three. How does it turn out? Fourth quarter action. Here's Nick Anastas. Welcome back here to Merrimack. 52-37. 
is the Portsmouth Clipper lead. Nick Anastas along with Mike Bellevue, our FNL winner game of the week. Portsmouth has led most of the night. They're looking to stay unbeaten. Merrimack coming in at 9-2, and two, hoping to play the role of underdog tonight on their home floor. 52-37. Merrimack ball here left to right. DiGregorio open far corner three. is too strong. Glenn is 10th rebound and he's fouled in the lane for Portsmouth. 18 points and unofficially 10 rebounds. Now through three plus quarters for Joey Glenn, the six foot four senior who has missed most of the season with a leg injury and he's made a difference for Portsmouth since his return. 52-37. The other storyline we're following is Cody Graham, who is now two points shy of a thousand in his Portsmouth career. And now a turnover is called. Backdoor pass poked away, and apparently it was Graham who touched it last. The junior just smiles at the official. Merrimack ball. Clippers gonna press for the first time here. Coach, a little full court man. Yeah, they've been content with really just playing half court man defense, but just then they uh, decided to stretch it out. Minute gone by, fourth quarter, 52-37. Merrimack trying to trim a 15-point lead. Set the ball out of bounds. It rolls over to the table here where we're seated in the near corner. And will stay with the Tomahawks. Last touch there by Tavares. Good crowd tonight. Pretty much a full house. And they've been loud at times. Merrimack competitive through the first quarter. Three-pointer oh. up and in. Cummings not going to quit. Brought rain. That brought rain right there. Check that basketball, see if it's wet. Yeah. Thought there might have been something that sprayed over here. He's got 15. <laughs> and Merrimack not going to quit. Down 12. With a minute and a half now gone in this fourth quarter. Pete with the ball in his hip. Challenging the defender, Ploss, near midcourt. Goes across now for Graham. Coach Mulvey running a really spread offense here. Again, no shot clock in the NHIAA. So Portsmouth allowed to protect the lead how they feel. It's the most efficient way to do it. And that's the use of Ooh. clock here. Tavares, a crossover in the lane, then he lost the dribble. The ball is loose near side, and it's poked out to McKillop of Merrimack. Left to right. Senior with a right-hand dribble. Comes cautiously into the front court. Has Ploss open far wing. Three is up. Lock and load! Lock and load, Owen Ploss! Ploss the third, Tomahawk to double figures. He's got 10. Merrimack is within 9. 52-43. Portsmouth's largest lead was 17 towards the end of the third. Two and a half minutes gone, fourth quarter. And again the Tomahawks trying to chase down Portsmouth in this man-to-man. Parham trying to go by Cummings on the near baseline and a foul is called. He's got Coach Goodrich upset. He's up off his feet. The old ball coach didn't see much there. The fourth team foul against the home team. The old ball coach says, we got it inside 10. Let us play a little. Yeah, Cummings with his third. Coach Goodrich still standing here. His dark plaid shirt, waving his left hand at the defense. 52-43, Portsmouth ball with a nine-point lead. Inside, it's Glenn. Double team far block. Fades away and banks it high for another field goal. He's got 20 and 10 tonight. And has been the force for Portsmouth on both ends. 54-43, three minutes in, fourth quarter. Three-pointer up and in, it's coming. A high arcer, he's got 18. It's eight, it's eight, Nick and Astis. They got it to eight, and the crowd is rocking. Cummings with a stone-cold look at his face. Meets par on the ball handler at midcourt. 
Crowd alive and well here in Merrimack, 54-46. Here's Graham on the far wing for Portsmouth, back up top for Parham. Parham going to put it on the deck deep on the far wing. Chased by Cummings, up top Graham, looks at the rim, fires oh. a three, it's in and out, no good. Loose ball on the rebound, McKillop goes crashing into the crowd. And cannot save it for Merrimack. It'll stay with Portsmouth. Good hustle by the senior. Almost cleared out a cheerleader or two. Or two or three. I love the way he plays football. And he brings that kind of uh, gridiron mentality to the hoop court. Trying to protect the basket like he protected the edge for Merrimack. Meanwhile, inside, Glenn off the inbound. No, Tavares, yes, got the tip. Too easy, too easy on the offensive rim. Too easy for Tavares to get to the cup right there. Tavares with nine. Meanwhile, Cummings wants the three. He checked too strong from the far wing. And then a foul is called on the should rebound. Be, should be. Portsmouth trying to say it should have been a jump ball. Coach Mulvey springs to his feet. Instead, it's a foul on Graham, his second. 14 fouls each way. 56-46. Look at Coach Mulvey. He's at midcourt now. On the floor at midcourt. Tee him up. My goodness. Calling for time. <laughs> All that's, right. that's one way to get... A ref's attention. Just what? roll right onto the floor. So a timeout is granted to Portsmouth. It comes just about midway through this fourth quarter. Portsmouth in front 56-46. It's been a treat tonight. We want to thank the sponsors, the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers, Basque. Now with new imaging options. Find out more online at both Basque's, uh, BaskImaging.com and BedfordSurgical.com. And by our friends at Apple Therapy, the proud supporters of the 2017 Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Year Scholarship Program. Nominate your senior son or daughter today at AppleTherapy.com. Nick and ask this along with Mike Bellevue. 56-46. Portsmouth have led the most of the way, and the Clippers are looking to stay undefeated. They are, but Merrimack's hanging around here in their home gym, getting the crowd going a little bit with some big trifectors out of Ian Cummings and the hustle of Danny McKillop. They're hanging in there. It's just a 10. Killip with 15 tonight, most of that damage in the first quarter. Cummings has been the anchor for Merrimack since. He's got 18 in the game. Well, Dyer open for three, far corner, too strong, and Pete with the rebound out of a crowd for Portsmouth. How about Pete? What is he, all of six feet even? Meanwhile, Cummings strips Parham at midcourt. Cummings to the rim right in. Was good. 20 for Cummings. Merrimack not going to lay down. Down only eight inside of four minutes here, fourth quarter. 56-48 Portsmouth. Crowd chanting defense, the student section. About nine rows deep, standing up behind the basket. Meanwhile, a whistle away from the ball and a foul coming against Merrimack down low. Coach Goodrich frowning, hands on his hips. I think it's on McKillop. He was battling Glenn in the low post trying to get the basketball. Second on McKillop, and now the fifth team foul against Merrimack. So they've got one left to give. Comes with 3.40 to go, fourth quarter. Lachance is back on for Dyer. Merrimack going with a little bit of a smaller lineup here. So Portsmouth ball, the inbound coming from the far baseline. Parham looking, looking, looking. Got to get it in. Has Tavares open in the block. Now on the far side, Graham. Left-hand dribble down the lane. Fades away and banks it home for 1,000. There it is. 1,000 points for the junior. And Cody Graham. He's got his club back up by 10, 58-48. He needed 11, he's got 11. It comes with over three minutes to go, fourth quarter. Meanwhile, tough shot there for Cummings. A snatch of a rebound there <laughs> by Glenn. His 11th rebound by my count. 
10-point lead for Portsmouth. Coach Mulvey wants to slow it down, use some clock as we head towards three minutes. Graham with the handle, near side now for Pete, and he'll back his way towards midcourt with a dribble. Left hand hanged off, taken here on the near side wing by Parham. Parham now to the rim, is bumped at the top of the key. And fouled by DiGregorio, slammed into him from the left side. That'll stop the clock with 2.53 to go, fourth quarter. 58-48, Portsmouth. And there's the announcement there it is. here in Merrimack, and that's got everybody on their feet. The Portsmouth fans who have made the trip from the Seacoast. They're seated behind the Clipper bench in maroon and white. And most of the Merrimack fans in blue and white are also showing their appreciation as, again, the game stopped here with just under three minutes to go fourth quarter for the 1,000-point milestone accomplished by Cody Graham. Nine points tonight. He needed nine. He's got 1,000 even. Meanwhile, play resumes, and Portsmouth again is looking to run clock. No shot clock in high school basketball. Five-second violation. State, there is a five-second violation. You're right. Pete surrounded in the corner. Ball for five seconds. Ball back to Merrimack. Pete, none too happy about the call, but it was a good call by the strike by the men in Zebras. Tomahawks trailed by as many as 17 tonight in the second half. They're within 10. Cummings with the dribble on the far wing. Has D. Gregorio up top. Parham on his hip. Puts it on the deck now. Has Cummings open far wing. Jacks a three. Oh, my goodness. goodness. Again. Long range three. Wow. Got some arc on that one, too, coach. Up near the Raptors, it seemed like. 23 for Cummings. The game's high score. Merrimack's within seven. Loose ball. Cummings on the ground after he stripped Graham. And did he get a timeout? I think he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> It'll be Merrimack ball is the strip. And then to avoid the tie-up, Cummings dove to the ground and called a timeout. It'll be Merrimack ball with 2.12 to go in this fourth quarter. Tomahawks down only 7.58-51. Pre-game, I said that Ian Cummings was the key to this game. If they were going to stay in this game, he needed to play like a beast tonight. He has been unbelievable from start to finish. But he's keeping them right in the basketball game. Reminder, Long range threes. A reminder, after the game, we will speak with well, the winning head coach. And we're hoping we can get on the Portsmouth junior, Cody Graham, as well, to get his thoughts on what he was able to accomplish tonight, his team's undefeated season, and any other questions we may have, we'll send his way as well. And then, of course... After the game, Tim Glenday is with you up until 9 o'clock back in our ESPN New Hampshire studios with FNL winner, post-game show. We'll get you caught up with all the games from around the state. And there were some good ones tonight, not just in Division One either. All right, 58-51, Merrimack with the ball after the timeout. Portsmouth is going to... Come out in a full court press. Merrimack rolls it to the chance. The chance into the front court. Left to right with a left hand dribble. Now he picks up the dribble on the far wing and is bailed out by Cummings, who takes a bounce back. Trying to go around Pete. Triple teamed on the far wing. Has McKillop up high. One dribble rises, fires, tries to banker. No. Ball tipped twice in the lane and is Graham the rebound for Portsmouth. And he's fouled from behind. Able to keep De Gregorio on his back as he pulled that one in. Free throws are coming. That's the seventh Merrimack team foul. So Portsmouth a one and one 
leading 58-51 with now a minute 52 to go in this fourth quarter. I mean, I think that was his shot right there with Danny McKillop, an open 12-footer. Just rimmed in and out, and Cody Graham grabbing the rebound, doing a little bit of everything tonight for the Clippers. Graham needed nine for a 1,000. He's got nine so far tonight, and he misses the free throw. Front end no good off the front iron. Rebound Merrimack in the lane. Sorry, Graham needed 11. You're right, Coach. He's got 11, and he's got 1,000 for his career. But his team's only up seven. But now 100 seconds to go. Merrimack trying to make it a two-possession game. Lachance open far corner. Three-pointer is short. Offensive rebound to Killip on the far side. Back to Plus, and now Lachance deep on the far wing is going to reset things. Hands to Cummings. Cummings left-hand dribble. Cut off by Pete. Tries to lead into the shot anyway. Heaves it up in and out. No. Weak side rebound again to Graham of Portsmouth. Gets rid of it with a bounce pass over to Glenn. Glenn back to Graham. Portsmouth going to slow it down. Now it's Cummings. Graham with a crossover. Shakes him and comes into the front court with a right-hand dribble. Coming up in a minute to go. Fourth quarter. Portsmouth trying to protect a seven-point lead. Merrimack has to foul, and they do. Near midcourt on the near wing. It's a reach on Cummings, and that's his fourth, eighth team foul. So still a one-and-one on the way with a minute four to go. Portsmouth with a 58-51 lead. Toward pace down the stretch here. Sure Merrimack is. with a couple of opportunities to even get inside this seven-point spread, but Portsmouth just nasty on defense. Free throw good for Parham. He's got eight. And now the Clipper lead is eight, 59-51. Shooting into the chanting blue and white Merrimack student section. Up and in anyway, a two-for-two two trip for the veteran. Nine for Parham, nine the lead for the Clippers, 60-51. to 51. Coach Goodrich calling out the play from the Merrimack sideline on his feet. Merrimack trying to free up Cummings. He's triple teamed. He's got DiGregorio up in near side wing three. No, DiGregorio, his own shot, able to go back up. Second try, no. McKillop back up a third try, no. Ball loose, loose, battling, and bodies on the floor, and a whistle comes here on the near side of the lane as Tavares and DiGregorio both flopped on the hardwood in front of the Merrimack bench. And a loose ball foul is going to come against DiGregorio of Merrimack. Coach Goodrich rolling his eyes. It comes with 43 seconds to go. And Merrimack down nine. He's going to send Portsmouth to the line for a, another one-and-one one here. It's Tavares this time, the sophomore. Tavares with nine. Balance scoring tonight, Coach. How about this? You got the high man for Portsmouth, Glenn, with 20. 20. Then nine apiece for Graham, Tavares, Parham. Eight for Pete. Free throw in and out, no good. Rebound to Gregorio. Merrimack with 40 seconds down, nine running out of time. Left to right, handoff Cummings, near side wing, rises, fires, three-pointer up short. Rebound near side, controlled by Tavares of Portsmouth. And he'll race to midcourt, gets it back to Graham. Graham left-hand dribble, crosses over to the front court. And now Graham is going to be, I think, left alone here as we approach 20 seconds to go. Nope, now a foul is given on the near sideline. A reach in from behind on McKillop. And that'll be the 10th team foul against Merrimack. The 4th on McKillop. Pete, the one fouled. And the senior will head to the free throw line with 20 seconds even to go. His club leading 60-51. to 51. You know, Pete, he's, he's one of those players. We talked about him at the opening of our broadcast. Does a little bit of everything. Certainly the defensive stalwart for this Portsmouth Clipper team. He's covering. He's been covering Ian Cummings from the jump. Doing the best he can. And although Cummings has had a great game, Pete's been in his shirt. Here he is, Pete, down the stretch, making a couple of clinching, in my mind, clinching free throws. Ten for Pete. Eleven the lead. Three-pointer, Cummings. 
Fading away, no good from the far wing. Offensive rebound, McKillop takes his own three from the top of the key. This one an air ball, it's out of bounds. And it comes with six seconds to go. An 11-point lead for Portsmouth. They'll get it back, and I think Merrimack will call off the dogs. They will. So, the final score here at Merrimack. The Portsmouth Clippers remain undefeated as they come to town, and they come away with a 62-51 victory over Merrimack. The Tomahawks suffering just their third loss of the season as they slip to 9-3. 62-51 is the final. And as we talked about, some of these numbers that jump out, the 20-10 and 10 for Glenn, 20 points, 10 rebounds. He was clearly sensational, especially in the first half when Portsmouth established a double-digit lead in the second quarter. But as we mentioned, balance yes. everywhere else. 10 points for Pete, including two buzzer beaters. At the end of the first quarter, and at the end of the third, Parham had nine points from the point guard spot. Alex Tavares, nine points and several rebounds. And, of course, Cody Graham, he's got 11. Needed 11 for 1,000. Gets his 1,000th point tonight, still only a junior. Max Sanborn able to knock down a three off the bench and contribute as well. Portsmouth didn't go very deep tonight, though. Sanborn might have been the only player really to come in off the bench that I, I can right. recall because... As you said, great balance between Parham, Pete, Tavares. But uh, six, seven players deep at the most. Yeah, I think six. I think you're right. I think it was Sanborn, and that was it. So the end of the season, coaches typically do shorten the rotation, and the Clippers certainly have the six or seven guys they feel like can make a run here. Again, Portsmouth returning to Division One. After, what, nearly a decade at About the Division II level, they had great success in D2 and uh, won the championship undefeated last year. And now in their first year back in Division One, they're still undefeated. And here we are in mid-February. Possibility that they run the table is very much alive and real. For Merrimack, they suffered a tough defeat about a month ago to Bedford. That's a game in which we covered. The Tomahawks only scored 13 points in a 50-13 to loss. But since then, they've been able to turn it around, put games together, and are seemingly in the hunt, at least with the also-ran crowd. Everybody trying to, to chase Portsmouth. And I think Merrimack is pretty deserving of a spot in that next tier, so to speak. Oh, I completely agree. Uh, I think they've given, they gave Portsmouth a pretty darn good basketball game tonight. And I haven't seen many teams do that. We saw Portsmouth annihilate Pinkerton. We saw them take care of a very good Exeter team by 20. Uh, so I think Merrimack, they're in that next tier. And, you know, we could actually see Merrimack in the Final Four. They yeah. scrapped that much. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be a surprise. Of course, the Tomahawks were close last year after, what, making the finals as a five seed. They took Central into overtime and... Actually, had the game-winning three-pointer waved off right when it was reviewed, and well, the officials did get it right. A split second, really, the difference between winning and losing in that case as Manchester Central won their fifth title under Doc Wheeler. All right, we are awaiting uh, Coach Mulvey. We are hoping that that he'll materialize here shortly. He said he was open to a word with us after the contest, and. We'd like to also speak with, with Christian Pete and Cody Graham, uh, and for, Cody sure. Graham for sure, uh, or anybody really of, of this Portsmouth team. Graham would be nice, though, on the, on the night where he scores his 1,000th point to get a word with him. And 
You know, he needed 11 tonight. He got, got it. <laughs> right on the number, right? And, and I think it's, it's probably a, more of a relief at this point to kind of get that yeah. out of the way, right, Coach? Yeah, it was, a, it, was a tough, it was a tough 11, but he was able to do it. He's an he's a outstanding athlete. Obviously, we talked about him on the gridiron in the fall, taking a beating, playing quarterback for that Portsmouth team, and he comes right back, and he's an amazing basketball player. He needed 11 here. This is a tough gym to come in and score any number of points, let alone getting a number to get 1,000 points. Pretty classy move uh, during the break to uh, have that announced that Cody Graham, yeah. uh, just as a junior, was able to uh, put up 1,000 points, and I was really... Really a great sportsmanlike move by Merrimack to announce that. Yeah, I was about to say, and, and a classy response, I think, by the fans Absolutely. as well, who, who all stood and cheered and clapped and, and showed some love for the opposition, even though with three minutes to go, the game had not quite been decided. Right, it was, it was a seven- or eight-point game at that point. And as I said, Merrimack played tough tonight. They, they nearly got inside seven or eight, and if they had a three-pointer here or a bucket here or there... They'd have got it down to five, and, and at that point, anything can happen. But credit to Portsmouth. They're, they're undefeated. Uh, they've having an unbelievable year in Division One. Certainly not being affected by the move coming up from Division Two to come up to one to be undefeated at this point. Again, we're awaiting Coach Mulvey. Yeah, we'll give Coach a few more minutes here. But, again, the final score, if you're just tuning us, joining us, Portsmouth, they hold on. To beat Merrimack 62-51. It was a game where the Clippers scored the first six points of the game to take a 6-0 lead. After that, Merrimack responded. And the rest of the first quarter was really back and forth. 20-19 was the Clipper lead after one. But in the second, it was that man-to-man defense that really allowed the two teams to separate as Portsmouth held Merrimack to just six points in the quarter. Tomahawk, just three made field goals. In that second eight-minute stretch, Portsmouth had a 36-25 to lead at the half. 14 first-half points for Joey Glenn to go with eight rebounds was really the difference maker for the Clippers inside. Merrimack, they hung around. Dan McKillop had 11 of his 15 before halftime. And, and then it looked like Portsmouth was really about to break. But up 17 at a couple of different junctures in the third and early on in the fourth, but Merrimack's Ian Cummings, the junior, caught fire. Hit three three-pointers in the fourth quarter, all of them of the high-arcing rainbow variety that drove deep, some... Deep, deep-range jumpers. Drew some oohs and ahs. Yes, they were deep as well, and well-covered. Oh, but, absolutely. But he uh, ended up with 23 points in defeat. He was still the game's high scorer, Ian Cummings. So, uh, in the end, though, Portsmouth, they knocked down their free throws. They get a couple of key stops in the final three minutes. And they preserve a 62-51 to 51 win over Merrimack. Yeah, we'll take a 90-second pause and come back and, and get an idea on whether or not Coach Mulvey will join us. Right back to Merrimack in a moment. You're listening to the FNL Winner Game of the Watts. And maybe Cody Graham as well, who scored career point number 1,000 tonight for the Clipper. He's still just a junior. And... I think what we really saw was was how balanced this team is and how tough this Portsmouth team is going to be to beat, whether it's in the regular season or eventually in the tournament. Teams are pretty much going to have to play a perfect game in order to uh, knock off the Clippers. The Clippers are just so well balanced, and they got production offensively tonight from all five starters. 
without question. They're all confident. They're all aggressive with the basketball. They all handle it very well. I was so so um, impressed with Joey Glenn in particular, the way he moves around the low block. and can He just shoots with great touch off the glass and also just the way he handles the ball and he can square up and drop it from anywhere. Very, very impressed with that. But defensively, I really see this is where I, Coach Mulvey, he gets the most out of his Clippers. They really believe in a defensive system, and uh, they turn a lot of defensive stops into uh, fast, fast break hoops. And that's why they, they're always every night scored in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Early in the year, they had a 90 spot. This is a great basketball club, and I think they're going to make a lot of noise coming down the stretch. Starting to see a few players file out now. Love to see Graham come out in the short time we have left. Yeah, Coach Goodrich I see over there. and Looks like there's a number of Merrimack players here okay. coming into the gym. There's the athletic director, Eric Sabian. He's in the mix here. There's assistant coach for Merrimack, Austin Denton. I, I believe there are some Portsmouth fans, though, or, or parents hanging around as well. But uh, we'll catch up with, with Coach Mulvey one way or the other. I think Sooner we will. rather than later. I'm <laughs> sure we have not seen the last of, not at all. of Coach Mulvey this season. So... I want to thank Mr. Sabian and his staff here at Merrimack for making us feel welcome. Also, Mark and Diane Lilly, our amateur stat keepers tonight, keeping our numbers ready, and we appreciate their work in the stands tonight. Uh, Also to, of course, the sponsors. That's the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers, Basque, with new imaging options. Check them out online at basqueimaging.com and at bedfordsurgical.com. Also to Apple Therapy, proud supporters of the 2017 Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Year Scholarship Program. Nominate your senior son or daughter today at both AppleTherapy.com and at ESPNNHRadio.com. All right, I want to thank Mike Z of the Seacoast Media Group for joining us uh, before the game. And uh, let's go back now to the ESPN New Hampshire studios for Coach Mike Bellevue. My name is Nick Anastas saying so long. 62-51 the final. Let's turn it over to Tim Glenday. Tim. Thank you, guys. A great broadcast, a lot of fun, and we will play highlights a little later in the show as we've got a full hour to go. Last week you heard uh, we did a Friday. Uh, you know, I mean, it's snow Tuesday, so we did a Friday. And we had a report from Justin Gorm at that time. Now, Justin teaches at Manchester West, and he uh, gets involved, of course, with the uh, public access television of the games in Manchester. But he wasn't at his alma mater. He uh, was watching some crosstown action tonight, and he joins us on the phone with a uh, little post-game report. Justin, I understand yours uh, got underway at, what, about 6.15? They got an early jump on you. They did. I got there at about 6.10, 6.11, thinking I had plenty of time. I was going to call before, and they started right off the bat. Well, give me a game summary as uh, we await also Sam Lewick to call in with Spalding Pinkerton. Uh, so um, uh, you had what, Memorial Trinity? Memorial Trinity, so Trinity at Memorial tonight. And Memorial or Trinity was trying to win their first game of the year. They were 0-13. Right. And Memorial 6-5 and trying to hang on here. They just had some, uh, some terrible news. Jack Quirk, head coach of Memorial's uh, wife, died this weekend. So they were kind of playing, I think, a little bit for him, too. So it was a bit of a sad game for for Jack, I think. But Memorial played 
much better in the second half and was able to pull out a win, 62-56. to 56. So Trinity's still winless this year. So it's actually been a fairly rough year for Manchester basketball, although that does put Memorial a couple games above five hundred. But it, it just hasn't been a, a, a great year for Central Trinity. Uh, just, just uh, well, first off, our condolences for the family of the winning coach this evening. Uh, so you have to break that sad news from real life. Sometimes the sports world uh, gets a little too much emphasis. And, in fact, I think it's nice that uh, that many days, just a few days later, uh, probably takes one's mind off of it if you're part of the uh, faculty or even uh, students who would be aware that this took place. But um, uh, Trinity make a game of it at least before they continued on the snide? They did. You know, Trinity was ahead at halftime and was playing very well, and I think they they came out aggressive, and Memorial played a lot of zone in the first half, pulled the zone way out, almost to half court. But to the benefit of Trinity, they shot the ball pretty well. And the second half, Memorial changed their defense, played more man-to-man, and their athleticism began to overwhelm Trinity, I think, a bit. So in Division Two, your Manchester West team, of course, is having a winning season so far. I mean, when I talk about a team not having a great year, or in the case of the city, the Queen City, not a great year, that's only because we got all these... 12 and 0, 14 and 0, 12 and 1 type teams. But in uh, Division 2, Manchester West 7 and 5, what's their upcoming action? What's their next couple of games if you can recall? Well, I believe they're playing at Bow tonight, which I think that's a game they they should win. And as we finish off the season, I I would almost anticipate them having one more tough game against Pelham at Pelham. Okay. And I think other than that, I think they have a pretty good chance to win out, I think, and do and get a really good seed there, I think. Well, they were playing a 7 o'clock game tonight, but hopefully before we're off the air, because we've got another hour to go, the good old NHIAA.org will probably provide me uh, with some <laughs> results, and we will indeed uh, be rooting for your Manchester West team. Thanks a lot for the report, though, on your game, Justin. We appreciate it. You bet. Anytime. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to call back and give you any more, any more feedback I can in the future. All right. Thank you. Have a good evening now. You too. Bye-bye. So we had, uh, you know, a, a coach who, you know, lost a member of his family but then went out and, uh, you know, did his job a couple days later. And uh, we wound up with uh, a victory tonight for Memorial uh, improving them to seven and five, Trinity remains winless. They've got uh, Central, which is only a one-win team still uh, to chase, as well as Concord and Dover and Keene, which are only two-win teams. So maybe they can finish out strong and move up a couple of pegs in the Division One standings. Uh, again, a lot of it is more geography than school size. You heard that in the, the game that we had tonight. Because Manchester, uh, or excuse me, Portsmouth uh, 